Hello and welcome to the Professional Women's Network Barcelona podcast. For those of you who don't know us, PWN Barcelona is the only organization committed to accelerating diversity and gender balance leadership in the corporate community here in Barcelona. We run monthly workshops open to members and non-members touching all kinds of topics and skill development. Today, we will talk to Eleonora Kessa, certified coach and facilitator, who is about to give a talk on leadership at this month's workshop. These events are a great opportunity to hear amazing speakers such as Eleonora, but also a great chance to network, meet new people and have a nice time. To learn more about future events, you can follow PWN Barcelona on Facebook or LinkedIn. So with no further ado, Eleonora Kessa, thank you so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having me. Um, so first of all, could you briefly introduce yourself to our audience? Sure. My name is Eleonora. I am Italian. I uh, moved to Barcelona in September of last year, so it's just a year. And I am a team culture architect. Um, also, I also teach mindfulness to all ages. Uh, so in corporate, I work with teams, uh, building bridges between people and amongst in cultures. That's my passion. So removing barriers and cultivating mindsets that help people work in a more motivating and uh, well-being inducing way. Nice. Okay. Um, so you mentioned before that you are a firm believer of mindful leadership. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to us what that is? Yeah, um, leadership is for everyone, okay? Everybody's a leader, first of all. And the point is to be mindful of how you lead. What I mean by that is having clear intentions, being purposeful, using communication that grows people rather than not, um, being able to communicate a vision and get people into action, So mindful leadership is a lot about understanding yourself, what's important to you, and then communicating that in a way that other people can feel makes sense to them to follow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because I feel like we usually see leaders as like having a very strong voice and kind of undermining sometimes other opinions and... and And, and coming down as with very with a very strict view, mm -hmm. and, and mindful leadership seems sort of sort of a soft way to yeah. lead. Or how how does that? So work? that's probably a misconception mm -hmm. in the sense that I think we're collapsing two things. There is mindfulness, the practice, mm -hmm. and then there's being mindful mindful of how mm -hmm. you do things. That simply means purposeful, intentional, and for the greater service. That doesn't mean that you're not going to yell or, <laughs> you know, take tough decisions. Mm -hmm. It simply means that you know why you're doing it. And I it see. comes from a place of integrity, not from a place of dictating authoritarian, ego-driven, um, sort of because I say so I see. attitude. Yeah? I see. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely. Um, so you also mentioned, and I thought that was very interesting because we, we often confuse these two concepts, but you say that leading is not the same as managing. Mm -hmm. So how are they different and how does one go from being a manager to being a leader? Okay, so I'm going to use uh, the words of Peter Drucker, okay. who is one of the founding fathers of business books and business. And he says, managers do, the do things right 
and leaders do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And if I put my little twist on that, I think the big difference between the two is where you're coming from. So if you come from a need to be seen in a certain way, prove something, um, you know, be at the forefront, you're always going to be working from a perspective of what do I have to lose? So I'm going to do things right in my mind mm-hmm. to take the boxes. Mm-hmm. When I do the right thing, I somehow, as a leader, sometimes it's not always liked, mm-hmm. um, but I'm doing it for the better. So there's a difference of where you're coming from. If you want to really bottom line it, one is coming from love and one is coming from fear. I see. Right? Now, that's not to say that if you're a manager... <laughs> you can't be a leader, right? Mm-hmm. The, the things are too not mutually exclusive and you're also not just a leader in an office, mm-hmm. right? It, it is literally about where you're coming from. So if you come from fear or a need to be seen, you're likely to be trying to do the right thing, fit in, belong, mm-hmm. prove mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. If you're doing um, things because you believe they are what is best for the company, the people around you, whatever, then you're coming from love mm-hmm. and sometimes tough, life, tough love is needed, uh-huh. right? So it's almost a, a kind of a going through a journey of self-discovery and, and understanding your purpose in, in absolute intentions. Okay. I strongly believe that if you're going to be a strong leader, you, you have to start from within yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you're able to manage yourself, you can respond to the world mm-hmm. as opposed to react to the world. Yes. Okay. So your approach is also very much based on the fact that Anyone can be a leader independently from their title or for even having the authority to lead. Mm-hmm. How does that work? How can one act as a leader if they're not in a position of power? Okay, Camilla, can you think of anyone right now who is in TV who doesn't have a position of power but who has become a leader? I mean, I can think about many digital right. influencers, people who, or so Brenda Thunberg, for instance. Yes. There you go. Yeah. She's in a, so she yeah. didn't wait to have the title and the role mm-hmm. and the degree and the right school. She just started to do what came from her place mm-hmm. of integrity, even if it meant standing alone. Mm-hmm. Um, she's saying things in a way that are mindful. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's tough about it, but, but she's saying it mindfully. She's not mm-hmm. just running around putting people down. She yeah. has a point. She brings it across. She's consistent. She has a purpose. Mm-hmm. And she's willing to stand alone, um, which means she's actually influencing other people because she's creating a vision. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, she's just an example. Yeah, yes. But the idea is that you don't have to wait. And by the way, it's also that we lead all the time. So leadership is a mindset. It's not a position. Mm-hmm. It's not a skill. It's a mindset. Mm-hmm. You're a parent, you're leading. Mm-hmm. You're leading your children, but you're also co-leading with your partner. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And you have to reach agreements and Correct. you have to give in. And so, so leading is, um, you know, society sees it as something that happens from the front, mm-hmm. but you can also be leading from the back, from the side, from mm-hmm. the field, and from, and from within. Mm-hmm. And this is the coactive model, which is the one I, I'm a little baby of. I grew up in the Coaches Training Institute, and the coactive model based on being and doing mm-hmm. um, gives this model of the five different positions so that people remember that they're leading from wherever they are, even if they're not in that role where they're CEO mm-hmm. or head of something. Mm-hmm. They're still leading themselves, and they're influencing the environment. The people around them. I understand that you obviously 
think that leadership is not a special talent that you're either born with or not, but it's actually a skill that can be acquired, like problem solving or, or, or time management. So how can we practice leadership skills in our daily lives, even beyond the professional context? So what you mean, for instance, like being a parent, how can we be more mindful that, you know, while I'm being a parent, I'm actually leading? How can we... How can we be more more mindful yeah. of that? And hopefully I'm not the only one who thinks like <laughs> um, I would say there are several things to... Uh, the number one thing is that whenever you're making a choice, you're leading in some way. Your life mm -hmm. and you're affecting other mm -hmm. people's lives. So understanding what is my intention mm -hmm. here and making a conscious choice whenever it comes up that you're doing the best for that day, for what you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's the basic of it, but in order to get better and better at that, I believe um, as leaders, if we can grow our ability to be conscious of our own tendencies, our old stories, mm -hmm. our story. So own our story, but also understand our strengths, mm -hmm. uh, use our story as to you know, find a purpose, And purposes, I'm not saying everybody has to have a clear purpose. Mm -hmm, like a strong, great vision. Right. Or it's, it's great if you have one. Mm -hmm. It's great if you found one. If you mm -hmm. haven't found one, then looking around and following your passion mm -hmm. is probably a good place. Or looking at where it's hurt. Because if you've been hurt, mm. then there's something there that matters to you. Right? I see. And if you've overcome it, then you already have something to say to people who are still going through it. Mm -hmm. So it's really cultivating yourself. Um, as a human in terms of your choices, your story, it's also taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the more stressed you are, the less you sleep, the more, I would say, I feel like a chicken without a head, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it's really hard to get out of the reactive mode and into the responsive yeah. mode. It's hard to communicate mindfully. It's hard to stay in connection. Mm -hmm. And in order to lead, you always need to be connected to yourself and to other people. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you're just having a walk. Mm -hmm. right? You're not leading anyone. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, so on today's talk, you're going to guide the audience in an exercise to think about their life goals and, and from there to define the kind of leader that they want to be. So talking about purpose. Mm -hmm. So we unfortunately, we don't have to, the time to go through this right now, but could you give us a few hints as to how can one define their leadership style? Yeah. Um, as I said before, like understanding your own strengths and your intention and what, what gives meaning to your life, that's a good start to understanding whether a job is right for you, whether a situation is right mm -hmm. for you, whether you feel like you can lead from there. Um, but it's also how we set goals. A lot of us learn to set goals that are means. So go to that school, get the good grade. Those are means to get somewhere else. Mm -hmm. uh, if we learn how to lift the goal up, so say for example, uh, I decide I want to go to Oxford. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do law. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a means. If I start thinking about, well, why do I want to do law? And I might, it might take me several steps, but I might get to the place where I want to make a difference to children's rights. I want mm -hmm. every child in the world, their rights to be respected. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Once I have that vision, should I fail to get into Oxford and do law? Because I have that vision, I can mm -hmm. find other ways to get there. Mm -hmm. So the goal is a vision that you can create and it provides you with more ways to get there. Mm -hmm. If you have a means, you get to that place where you don't get into that university and then that's it, your dream 
does. So mm -hmm. part of being a good leader is understanding really what's underneath what you're trying to do I see. and making sure that you have a real goal as opposed to a means mm -hmm. to that goal. I see. And a goal that's actually sort of abstract or kind of really, really big because, for instance, making a difference in, in children's lives, it's, it's very, you can do that in many different ways, right? Correct. And that's part of um, living your purpose in general. You'll you find that when you find a purpose, you end up starting to live it in every area. So you start with your own child. Mm -hmm. You might write books, you might mm -hmm. teach, you might have talks, you might do the law, or you might actually, I don't know, become a United Nations ambassador or mm -hmm. whatever. So it's it's a case that if something really touches you, mm -hmm. it becomes your, your thing, your mission. And that can change any time depending on your priorities, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that if you're not Mother Teresa and do that for mm -hmm. 35 years, you're you're a failure. Yeah, yeah. Things change and they don't have to be that big. It could mm -hmm. simply be, I want to be the best mother I could be mm -hmm. because that brings me joy. Mm -hmm. And then I learn and I, and I try it out. Mm -hmm. um, so it really is about just going out there and seeing what gives you joy, what really matters to you and mm -hmm. seeing how you can do it and making sure that somebody's helping you out if you can't manage mm -hmm. to create that goal that isn't easy to go of and it can shift. Yeah. So in in today's world you you have the opportunity to to do so many amazing things like you have Greta who's you know impacting the whole world. So in one hand, you know the whole, the world is an oyster and you can do so many things which is amazing, but then it's also you can do so many things. So there's so much pressure as to what is your purpose? What are you going to dedicate your life to do? So do you think it's, has it become easier, harder? How do you look through these, all these million of opportunities out there and possibilities of this could be my purpose? How can, how can you find your one thing in amidst this? And again, I don't want to make that one thing right and not having one wrong. Mm -hmm. Because for a long time, even in coaching, you're taught how to create some kind of life purpose for yourself. And mm -hmm. I was just... I don't like the words, I don't like it, it doesn't mm -hmm. feel right, it's I not see. quite clear. So sometimes you just need to try and test. Mm -hmm. um, Elizabeth Gilbert gives a lovely talk on this. Um, she calls it the hummingbird effect, which is because for a, very, for a long time she talked about purpose and having a purpose. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has a clear one, so I don't want to make that wrong. I see. You can get help, so a coach will help you to find that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're not ready and so it takes a little bit of personal mm -hmm. development to really dig deep into seeing that's it. And there's nothing wrong with simply trying things that give you happiness. Mm -hmm. Because when you go down that road and start, then you figure out, actually, it's not for me. Or mm -hmm. yes, it is for me. Mm -hmm. I just need to do it like this. I, I like this like aspect that. of it, but I don't. I am exactly. missing something else. I exactly. So, for example, I've always known that kids were in my radar. Mm -hmm. But I had a lot of gremlins and fears. Mm -hmm. around can you make money am i the right person i'm not mm -hmm. a teacher I'm a, mm -hmm. I, I was in business mm -hmm. and it's only when i went through certain steps and finally got to seeing that all my adult clients a lot of their work connection issues and relationship issues are from stories they have from when they're little i see so what if i bring children the concept that they what's in their power what's not in their power that their mind through neuroscience creates meaning and therefore they can choose how to make that meaning Mm -hmm. They can use their emotions to respond. And so giving them a chance to somehow 
um, get rid of yucky stories mm-hmm. <laughs> and create stories for themselves that mean that they open up instead of shutting down. I see. Um, oh. But I didn't get to that until mm-hmm. I got to a place where I thought, my goodness, we're all affected by these stories. Mm-hmm. And that was the connection. Yeah. And they're blind spots. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're blind spots, which mm-hmm. is why help is useful. And it can mm-hmm. be a mentor, a coach, a best friend, uh, mm-hmm. you know, somebody who really knows you. So yeah, finding it is a question of trial and error, mm-hmm. being willing to fail and asking for help, I think. Okay. Um, so finally, my question is, could you tell us a, little, a few of the leaders that you personally admire and why? I could, I, I learned from many, but given what I stand for, I can just say that nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. So nobody's got leadership down to 100%. I think if I were to bring up Nelson Mandela, his mm-hmm. kids or his ex-wives might say he wasn't <laughs> that right. Um, so I think where I go now is that I learn, including from my child, from people who are able to get rid of their fears, from people who are able to create that clarity, from people who are able to just let failure be failure and move on from it mm-hmm. and not get stuck, from people who have gotten over their stuff, from people who have incredible ability to make tough decisions stand by them and not be afraid of being alone so there are lots of people around me who have bits and bobs that i I would say i I learn from and i i love and i hope that i give back to Mm -hmm. them but i don't like to say one person because that's part of my belief is that you're imperfect Mm -hmm. as a leader and that bringing that imperfection into the work Mm -hmm. or into your family allows other people to be imperfect and therefore removes the stress of being perfect. I 100% agree. Well, Eleonora, thank you very much for talking to us today. I'm looking forward to watching your presentation in a few minutes. Thank you all for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And if you don't want to miss the next PWN Barcelona monthly workshop, you can follow us on social media or go to pwnbarcelona.net.